that's my thing with Liverpool too, is because as top four slips away, that's their only that's going to be their only route for the Champions League next year. So you're going to see, I think, I think Liverpool would really need to fall off for them to just put all of their eggs in the Champions League basket. But in the same sense with Real Madrid, they're still in the league. But what in the sense that they've been super inconsistent, I still think like Zidane. It, like they will be focusing in on the Champions League, knowing that they they have it, they always have a shot if they're in it. Is that your way of saying you think Real Madrid will go through? Yes. <laughs> Very coy way to say it. Yeah, really great job, Rex. Way to way to make a simple statement a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Um, I had a lot of work to do. Joe had stitches in his neck. Um, <laughs> Lou is still a doctor, so he's not here at the moment. But we have Rex, one of our Premier League experts. There's a lot to discuss in the Premier League, as usual. But we'll start with the Champions League briefly. We never got to touch on me and Joe's god-awful predictions. They were Debatable. atrocious. <laughs> oh, my God. What were? Uh, but, but I like, think we honestly, got every single game. I may have gotten every single game wrong. We got perfectly the opposite. I mean, Rex, we'll get your opinion on this as well, but me me and Joe literally had our predictions <laughs> exactly the opposite of what happened. It was it was ridiculous. I mean, I you guess, know what? It's kind of impressive in a way. No, I know it was perfect. Perfectly opposite. But Rex, I mean, I'm assuming you obviously watched some of the Champions League games. What do you yeah. make of some of the results? Um, I was, to be completely honest, I know Barcelona's been been pretty up and down. And, I mean, lately, they've looked solid in the league. I think, aren't they undefeated this year in the league? He, I know they're, getting, they were, I'm, they're doing a lot better right now. That's yeah, they sure. were they were 9-0-1, which was an amazing turnaround of form. And I think they're top of the table. So I was a little shocked to see them get... At the buzzer! You guys just won at the buzzer. Sorry, Rex. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> a buzzer beater shot in overtime. What a snipe. To be honest, I was surprised when they got wrecked by uh, PSG. I mean, I think PSG is good, but I didn't realize Barcelona was that bad. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely one of the crazier results. Although, to be fair, Joe and I were wondering if PSG could possibly bottle it the way they did against Barcelona the last time they had a lead like this, but I just don't see I mean, it happening. This is not the Barcelona with Neymar and Suarez. This is just an aging Messi with a yeah, not but, very good squad. Yeah, but look at what happened yesterday with Barcelona. Are you going to rule them out? No. You can never rule them out of anything. I would I mean, still say their chances are slim, but you can never yeah, really very, rule them out of anything. Very slim, but I think... And I mean, PK, don't forget their history. Yeah. Oh yeah. With PSG. And PSG seems to really falter under that pressure, because I mean, if you look at Man U, the Man U side of what I think it's almost I think it's two years ago now, they they had no business beating that PSG team. Oh yeah, no, that was bad. Like, and and they pretty much dominated from the get go in Paris, which just shouldn't happen. No, never. Although, and, to be uh, fair, that was sort of when Man U, for some odd reason, just looked like the best team in the world at that point for some weird reason. Yeah, and I mean, and that was the season where like we would lose to bad teams and we would beat very good teams, which was weird. I mean, even against Barcelona in the first leg, yeah, we had a, we had a sh- maybe not in, in Manchester, but we had a shot in a. Barcelona and obviously I mean Messi took over and he did I think he did Phil Jones incredibly dirty but yeah yeah by the way to update on the La Liga table Atletico Madrid is still ahead by five points with a game in hand but Barcelona Uh, are unbeaten in like nine they are on a crazy run in the league right now but I think that the condensed schedule is catching up to Atletico a bit yeah definitely been slipping yeah, but they are still five points ahead with a game in hand, so it doesn't really matter at the moment. I think the biggest surprise, but I mean, this whole thing, I mean, every single you know Champions League game, maybe apart from the Bayern game, because we all knew how that was going to go, was yeah. a bit of a surprise. I mean, you kind of just go for the results. Liverpool beating Leipzig. I mean, Le- Leipzig have had their slight ups and downs this season, but I mean, 
consistency-wise, they are by far the better team this year. And Liverpool today, we'll talk about as well, because obviously yeah. they didn't have a good they didn't have a good day today. But Leipzig losing two nil from just some sloppy mistakes, not typically like them, especially under Nagelsmann. PSG four one. You could have said PSG were going to win, but four one is a bit of a collapse. I think the yep. big surprise, honestly, from day one was a uh, Dortmund Sevilla. Um, for, I I I was surprised that Sevilla kind of collapsed and let let three goals go in from Dortmund. I mean, they were brilliant goals, but a little bit surprising. Um, and then you just kind of yeah, and then you just kind of keep going through. I mean, Porto two one over Juve. Yep. That's a bit of a surprise, but at the same time, this isn't necessarily the strongest Juve we've ever seen. And Juve also seems to love losing in away legs just to go to Turin and win just from a Ronaldo hat trick. They did it multiple. They've done it <laughs> multiple times already. Um, didn't work for them last season, but you never know. Um, what is our feeling and then I on guess Pirlo? He's definitely. I I definitely think that he's got a lot of potential. I mean, you, you, if you kind of look at the the stigma of club legends becoming managers, I feel like it's just become oversaturated at this point, and I feel like yeah, we just yeah. need to separate the good ones from the bad ones. Frank Lampard was clearly not ready for the job when he got it. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, I still have. Yeah, I still have my doubts about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, he, I think he's a decent manager. I'd say, I actually, I'd say he's a good manager, but he's definitely not going to be the manager to bring Man United above across the line. It's going to be a player like Fernandez or Pogba or even Edinson Cavani, who's been really good for them lately. But it's never going to be him. But when you look at a manager like Pirlo in his first actual season as a coach at Juve. I think it's really hard to not give him a little bit of slack and praise him a little bit. He's definitely done really, really well. And, I mean, people were saying the same thing about Lampard when he got yeah, Chelsea to are... top four finish. But, like, it's completely different because, if I'm being honest, not to bring him up again, Pulisic dragged Chelsea to top four, not Frank Lampard. I mean, if you look at the t- the table in Syria, I, I, I would argue that Pirlo's had a mediocre season. Really, I mean they're they're there they're competing, but I don't think they're where they expected to be at the beginning. Of the year. I mean, especially they have Ronaldo. I mean, to be fair, in, to be fair, to be, <laughs> I mean, they're in if your, they win this next game, they're seven points behind Inter. I mean, in Juve's defense, um, they do play well. In a lot of games. I think the biggest issue with Juve this season, and I think it's less of a a Pirlo issue and more of a new shifting personnel issue, and also just this is a very new team at this point because there are, there are so many different changes. They are not winning the games that champions should be winning, but at the same time, they are still performing well in a lot of the bigger games. Um, so I, I, would, I would say... I, I would say it's not... I'm not going to say Pirlo's having a great first season, but, I mean, it's growing pains. I think that, at the end of the day, I think we're going to have a better idea next season of Pirlo's potential and his quality, and I think if he does well next season, I think he will probably prove to be the man for the job. Obviously, we already saw Frank Lampard try to prove that. It didn't work out. Oli, if I'm being honest, was saved by Bruno Fernandez. He's the, that's the only reason he still has his job. So that's a bit of a different unique scenario but i think i think the second season under Pirlo is going to be a lot more telling than the first but it was definitely a surprising result against porno but not quite as surprising as chelsea somehow beating atletico madrid 1-0 that was quite frankly outstanding from thomas tuchel i I have no words for that for that performance he's been a very good manager so far a lot of people had their doubts about him i always thought that he was going to be solid but he he's really my, been I mean, very I, good. I my, but I mean, you see this off also with Chelsea gets the the stereotypical hockey manager bump, right? Yeah. Because hockey goes through managers very very quickly, and they they often do it to get that kind of bump. And Joe can speak that. But Chelsea, since they go through managers so quickly, you've you've seen with Tuchel, 
in with part of the past and, and some other managers. When the new manager comes in, they get a kind of upswing of results and they start playing better. It's definitely going to be would... something to watch, especially because I think the biggest problem with Chelsea is his their defensive record is, quite frankly, incredible. But their attack is definitely a bit more stacked yeah. than yeah. it was under Lampard. Um, and I don't know whether that's because players like Hakim Ziyech aren't performing or arguably is our most dynamic attacker and Pulisic just isn't playing because he really doesn't fit that system. It's, it, it could be a combination of a lot of different things, but and I, I, I feel I, like... but I would agree that it's a combination. Of all of it. I mean, it's definitely... And again, I'm sure Tuchel will figure things out. And I also... I'm not really worried about the lack of form from Ziyech or Pulisic. I think they're both going to come good, if I'm being honest, because they're just both quality players. I just think they need to figure out the new system from Tuchel first, because it's a very new system to those two players specifically. Yeah, and I think also you're seeing that. So, we'll, we'll see, see how it. that works. We'll see historically. It's a given a t- okay, right? When you have when you have a a new manager come in, Frank went more attacking. So that worked in games because obviously they have the ball more and they're scoring more. But in other games, they got exposed and ultimately that would turn. With Tuchel, you see them kind of almost. So he's sharp the back and then they'll go forward and attack. So yes, they have better defensive record. But even against you, I mean, they had the one good chance to have a good save on. That's pretty good. I mean, they like. They yes, there was corners and stuff, but there wasn't an abundance of pressure that made me feel like, oh my goodness, we're really gonna lose game. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's the thing. Tuchel's definitely the thing he said in his press conference was he said he wanted to make a team that no one would want to play. And to be fair, in his defense, I feel like he's for the most part done that. I feel like most teams that play Chelsea at this point are kind of left miserable because he just. They really control they, games they, now, and it's yeah, really impressive. Smother, yeah. But to be, yeah, but to be fair, it's just to be fair, it's just really not. It's it's, I'm 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 convinced Tuchel's a good coach for Chelsea, but I just definitely want to see more from him. And then of course, moving on, Bayern four one Lazio. Is anyone really surprised? Lazio have fallen off of a cliff, and Bayern's just running Bayern. straight up <laughs> a cliff. So, Bayern's Bayern. Bayern's that Bayern. was the. I think that was the only that and the game against Clusterfuck were the only games we got right, Zuck. Yeah, probably. And I mean, again, the Man City game versus Gladbach was like not surprising, but like you could also kind of see Gladbach giving them trouble, but they really didn't give them a lot of trouble. And then controversial. I didn't think they would give trouble. That's, well, yeah. well, Joe, you're perfect. Terror. Okay, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and then the most controversial one. Obviously, and I mean, I'm pretty sure, Joe, you actually texted me about this when this happened. Real Madrid, Atalanta, Atalanta with an utterly BS red card early on in the match. So, so I, I mean, thought, Joe, I know I you're not a same. fan of the red cards. But at the same time, with the, the pace, who drew that? Was that... Um, it might have been... Was it Vinicius? It might have been Vinicius. Okay, well, because... I watched the replay, and all I can remember thinking was from the picture of it, because I didn't actually watch that game. From the picture of it, it looked like a bad call. But when you're when you're watching the game, he's really really moving. Like he's in a pretty good clip going there, and then he gets wiped out. And I so what they're saying is, so what they're saying is with the red card. What what they're saying is he wasn't through on goal. Because he was going in the other direction. Like, he had chopped the ball to his... He was obviously coming in from... He was on the left. He chopped the ball to the left and was going in the other direction. So, it should have probably been a yellow because he wasn't technically through on goal. It wasn't a a clear-cut chance to score. Uh, Yeah, my take on that was... I didn't realize that that's what the consternation was about. I thought they were upset because they thought the other defender was going to be able to come across from the top of the box. No, yeah, they were mad. There was no chance, they, yeah. The, yeah, the whole the controversy was for the most part, I believe it was because and I at least this was I don't know what the players were complaining about or what anyone was complaining about during the game, but I remember after the game in the uh, the highlights and I believe it was um it was CBS All Access, obviously they're the ones who are airing the Champions League in America this year. They had one of the their 
I guess, correspondent who used to be a referee, he commented on that call specifically. And what he noted was that as Vinicius is running at, um, at the Atalanta midfielder, and he cuts across to try and challenge for the ball. Vinicius doesn't cut the ball inside right. He cuts the ball outside left. So if he cut yeah. inside right, it may, there may have been a bit more of a call to make for the red, and there may have been a case. But since he chopped left and he was going almost away from goal at that point, it probably mm. should have been a yellow card. And if we're being completely honest, a team like Atalanta who press very heavily at all times – Losing yeah. one of their players is massive for them. And yeah. Real Madrid, you know, I mean, they, they, they basically, they scored in the 86th minute. So Atalanta was able to hold them off of 10 players for over seven, for like 70 minutes of the game, right? You know, even after mm-hmm. changes being made to both sides. So I would just, I, I personally feel bad. I feel like Atalanta was done kind of dirty. I'm not going to lie. I agree. Um, at the same time, though, I think Real Madrid is inevitable, and I, I don't know how much of a fight Atlanta was going to put up in, in both legs. What I will say, if I'm being honest, is I can totally see Atalanta, and I guess we'll get into our predictions now. Let's, yeah, yeah let's, <laughs> Joe, let's let's try and do a bit better this time. Honestly, <laughs> let's give a bit, let's give it a bit better of a, of a whatever. I don't, I, I don't even know at this point. Let's, you know, we'll, we'll get into Atalanta later when we do the rest. Let's start from the top with Juventus-Porto. I think Juventus is going to win this. I, don't, I, I think this was just kind of a fluke result. And, I, I mean, Juve's form is hot and cold, but if there's one thing you know, Ronaldo's not going to let Juventus exit this early to Porto. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with Ronaldo brace or hat trick against Porto and Juventus go through. Yeah, I'll go Juve 2-zip. Ronaldo gets at least a goal. Fingers crossed. That yeah, didn't jinx I, us, hopefully. Or, think, you know what? We're going to lose. Now we're going to win. Um, I think Juventus will probably stick it out. I think Ronaldo will probably at least get a goal from a penalty. And and uh, Porto will probably be shut out. I would have to I would have to agree. Dortmund Sevilla a bit harder to predict only because you really weren't anticipating them conceding three goals to Dortmund. And after seeing them do that, I don't see Dortmund not scoring in a second leg against Sevilla and I also don't really see Sevilla going for this because they're a defensive-minded team. I think Dortmund advance. I'm having a hard time picking a score line though. Maybe 1-1. Holland gets on the score sheet still, but Sevilla only can hold him to one goal, but Sevilla doesn't generate much of their own because they're just trying to contain him. I'll go 1-1. One, one. I'll say Dortmund advance. I'll actually give Sevilla two goals here, but Dortmund won, and that Dortmund goes through. But I think Sevilla is just going to kind of not give a care in the world and just send it at the beginning of the game. and They'll probably score, but so will Holland most likely, and then... Sevilla maybe gets another one. He was spectacular in that game, wasn't he? I believe that's the that's the game. He had that brilliant one yeah. too, and then he scored. Mm-hmm. That was incredible from him. I'll probably disagree. I think Dortmund probably win this game and win the tie. I think Sevilla, given that they are a defensive team, is going to have to come out of their shape and kind of go for it, like Joe said. Um, I, Sancho's been playing. Out of, out of this world as well, which is kind of yeah, something has. that's kind of skated under the radar, um, which is helping Dortmund because they're going to have to sell one of them this summer. Um, obviously, Holland is unreal. So I, I really don't see Sevilla advancing. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think we're all in agreement that Sevilla is not getting past us. So I think you saw, so I, I guess you've ate Dortmund go through so far. PSG Barca, you can never write off Barca, but I'm going to write them off now, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I think Barcelona beat PSG 2-0, but I don't think it's enough. If PSG go through 4-3. Uh, I hate agreeing all the time, because last time we agreed on all this stuff, we completely botched it. I feel like this but... one's comfortable. <laughs> I feel like it's really hard. I think See, Messi... we thought the last ones were comfortable, too. I think Messi gets a goal. I think, you know, I think maybe maybe Griezmann or gets a goal or Anzu Fati gets a goal off the bench or something. 
I don't, and maybe PSG just don't score. I don't know. It's really hard to write off Barcelona, but there's, they're not overturning this PSG side this early. It's bar again. I mean, it's not happening. PSG's getting a two to one dub. I'm done. Barcelona, you're done. You're not pulling off the comeback. <laughs> I will say this though: PSG been playing poorly in the league in this calendar year, and Barcelona the other way around. I'm probably going to go three one Barcelona win, but PSG advance. Very tight. That's going to be a nervy game. Barcelona gets three goals early, and PSG has to claw back one. Um, I think PSG will probably score early enough to kind of settle the fears, and Barcelona can't do enough late to win. Interesting. Liverpool, Leipzig, tight. I think this one's done. You 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 think Liverpool's through? You don't see Leipzig getting two 0 I don't think I don't. There's no way Leipzig wins by more than by three goals. You, you know what? I'm going controversial. Leipzig win 3-0 and go through over Liverpool. <laughs> I like this. I like the boldness. Considering Liverpool's lost what that's five a, straight home games now after yes, not losing yeah, for like true. years. Yeah. That's a take though. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. You have to uh, look at it like also, my boy Tyler Adams in the center of midfield for Leipzig is playing out of his mind right now. So I'm just I'm just going Leipzig 3-0. Why now I'm getting absolutely crunched by Tyler Adams in the midfield. I don't care. <laughs> Tyler Adams, Red Bull New York product. Yes, sir. I remember him from when he was a young buck. Um Leipzig will score, so will Liverpool. So Leipzig won't advance. It's either gonna be one one or two one uh Liverpool. I think. Yeah, that's probably a fair slowing. Um, I just don't think, I think Leipzig lost too many players from last year to really repeat that kind of Cinderella run that, that they had. I, I, I'm probably going to go either a one nothing Leipzig or like a 1-1 and a really gritty win. I think Henderson and Milner will probably see some playing time. <laughs> is that is that game happening in Liverpool though? Yeah, or? It's, no, it's, it's in Budapest. No, it was, it was Germany, Germany that was doing the restriction. Yeah. Okay. Real Madrid, Atalanta. I'm going to be bold here, too, because I hate Real Madrid. Atalanta <laughs> win 2-0. I don't care. Or it could just be a complete smashing grab from both teams, and they, it's just a goal fest. I'm thinking it's more likely to be just a goal fest than, than a shutout. I figure, I mean, but here's the thing, though, right? You don't you don't bank on Atalanta in a tight game, I guess, no. right? They're like more they're more of a team where it's like a 50-50, you know, who maybe maybe they'll win a tight game, maybe they won't. Atalanta in a in a goal fest. It's kind of hard to bet against them, especially against a Real Madrid team that really has not been that consistent. So, in the event of a goal fest, a a 4-2 goal fest, I'm Ooh, saying wow. Atalanta scores four Sheesh. against an aging. Atalanta's going to score four goals. I would love to see it. That's so. Uh, that's a take right there. I'm, I'm going to go Atalanta because I'm going with the Italians, my homeland or my ancestors' homeland. Two to one on the road, advancing on away goals. Yeah, I think it's difficult to because if you if you look back when Real won three in a row, right? They didn't win the league those years. No, they did they not. They were playing poorly in, in in at least one or two of those seasons. But they also happened the to have a player who, yeah, some, who, some, who, some, who some say was pretty good. Yeah, but Zuck, we, we mentioned this earlier in the year when we said the most dangerous Real Madrid is the one that's not competing for the league. That's true. They can exactly. really just focus on that's, Champions League. That's my thing with Liverpool, too, is because as top four slips away, that's their only. That's going to be their only route for the Champions League next year. So you're going to see. I think. I think Liverpool would really need to fall off for them to just put all of their eggs in the Champions League basket. But in the same sense with Real Madrid, they're still in the league. But what in the sense that they've been super inconsistent? I still think like Zidane, it, like they will be focusing in on the Champions League, knowing that they they have they always have a shot if they're in it. Is that your way of saying you think Real Madrid will go through? Yes. <laughs> Very coy way to say it. Yeah, really. Great job, Rex. Way to, way to make a simple statement a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, so what's your score prediction specifically for this game? 
I'm thinking, like, I still think it'll be a close game. 4-2 is bold. I don't know if we're going to see six goals. In this <laughs> I would love to see. You know but, what it is? Yeah. We haven't had one of those games in a long time. You know? Because, yeah. like, obviously yeah. Ajax 5-3 with Real Madrid over over the legs. Obviously, they won that game 5-1. Monaco Man City a couple of years ago was unreal. Mm-hmm. Spurs yeah. Man yeah, City. Hell, freaking Spurs Man City was unbelievable. Honestly, that Champions League season with Spurs yeah. getting to the final might have been the most entertaining Champions League season we've had in a long time. Dude, that was that season was on. It was insane. That was that was the semifinals when Barca lost to Liverpool, and then the next day, um, Spurs beat Ajax. Yeah, well, there was a ton of crazy things going on. I mean, again, Ajax scraping past Juve for them to basically fresh Spurs, yeah. but Lucas Moura to decide that he wanted to play football at some point. And then he he just gets the hat trick. Oh no, honestly, that was that was in that was kind of insane. Um, and it made me. I mean, I always yeah. liked Pochettino, but that 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 Champions League season made me kind of fall in love with Pochettino as a manager. Yeah, it was really hard not to. We'll see what he's got as a, as a PSG coach. I think I think he's unfortunately going to come up short because I mean PSG is you have to win the Champions League, and I just don't. One, if he has the the experience for it and two, dude, I don't know if that team is is just kind of mentally ready. Almost. I feel like they're not mentally there. Yeah, and I don't think they're. Well, ever if they going can, if they can get through Barcelona, I think they'll be in much better shape mentally. I think the thing with Pochettino is yeah, he has still, to win the league. I think still, he has to come back and beat and win the league for him to get himself another season. And then I feel like he'll have if he wins the league this season and next season he'll he will have bought himself his third season. And as long as they're in first place and they possibly get the Champions League in his third season, I think he'll be okay. But it's going to be another Tuchel situation. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to win the Champions League to stay. Yeah. All right, let's do so, Man City Man City Gladbach. Clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. Um, what are we thinking, 3 nothing, 4 nothing? Yeah, I was, to Man City. I think it's 3. Yeah, probably. I think it's going to be a thrashing. I mean, I still think you're going to see Pep rotate, but like it'll still be three nothing because their bench is so deep. Well, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Man City fresh Gladbach, or clusterfuck. What you're going to see is Pep Guardiola decide to get cute and overthink his tactics, and it's going to be a lot more dicey for City. But I feel like Pep's had to have learned his lesson at this point. Yeah, I, I don't see him doing that, Zuck. He's definitely learned. And I mean, I also just don't think this Gladbach. Gladbach, if like last year, you know, so they were. Yeah. He's so good. Oh, you mean Taram? I believe it is. Taram, yeah, yeah. So good. He's great, but I mean, but I mean, against a back line of you know, Cancelo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't see Gladbach yeah. really causing City any problems unless. Pep Guardiola becomes his own worst enemy again, which he tends to do. But I don't think it'll happen this early. I think Man City go through. I think free 4 0 thrashing across the board for all of us. Yeah. What about yes, Bayern Lazio? Another 3 or 4 0 thrashing? Probably. I think we can just kind of move on. <laughs> I just don't think this I'll, is. I'll say, two, I'll say 2 nothing. Oh, Joe. I'm giving Lazio a little bit of. Yeah, Italian niceness. That's more bold than anything I've said. Assuming Bayern's going to go easy on Lazio. No, no, no. That's, that is not Real true. Madrid. Atalanta four two, yeah, bud. My goodness. I'm going to go. I'm saying. Coach. I'm saying Atalanta scoring four goals is a bit more believable than Bayern only scoring two against Lazio. They might play their B side. What drugs are you on, dude? Their B side could be Lazio. Lazio literally. Real Madrid is not giving up four goals at home to Atalanta. As much as I want Atalanta to win, that's not how they're going to win. Yeah, but if you want it to happen enough, it'll happen. Look, it's unbelievable, Maybe. but here's the thing. Debatable, because I've wanted Juve to win Champions League my entire lifetime. How's that worked out? Uh, how long have you been alive? Not, I'm not young enough to be, or not old enough to be part of the old 90s dubs. Well, there so. you go. But I think the more interesting tie of all of it is just because of how tight it is and just because of how different, how just how different things have gone for one of the teams. Chelsea, like Atletico Madrid, is just very hard to figure out right yeah. now. I, I, th- I think it's going to be a really, really tight, <laughs> dicey game the entire time. Um, 
ready ready for this some fun one one atletico gets the away goal we go to pens baby and atletico advances on you you mean one nil yeah one one aggregate sorry oh okay so we'll let it go with the one nil win penalties there we go to pens uh i'll go five to four Atletico. I'm not going to lie, even though it's kind of hard to predict the game going to penalties, I actually feel like out of all of them, this would be the one I would say goes to penalties. Well, yeah, because the scoreline on all the other ones is way spread apart. Well, the other thing as well is Atletico Madrid, very defensive. Chelsea now, very defensive. Their attack is not very good, but I also feel like Diego Simeone loves this competition, and I feel like Suarez or Joe Felix are going to are going to come good in this game. So you know what? I'm actually going to completely agree with Joe. I'm going to say 1-0 Atletico. We go to penalties. Well, now, we're, now we're going to be wrong. Now it's going to be. Now you know what it's going to be. It's going to be a 0-0 with Real Madrid Atalanta. And it's going to be a goal fest with Chelsea Atletico Madrid. All right. I'm going to contradict I, here. Four goals. My goodness. Um, I think Atletico plays Real this weekend. I think they're not going to get a good result. I think it'll be a draw or potentially a loss. I think that's going to start a, a, a not a spiral, but a bad, bad little stretch here. I think I will agree we are going to get a 1-1 aggregate going into extra time, and I think that is when Chelsea will win it. Oh, so you're going Chelsea to win an extra wow, time. Wow, we're all going extra time. I huh. like it. I mean, so, it would be kind of great. I mean, look, obviously the group stages are whatever, but I feel like these this round of 16 has to start to heat up at some point. Yeah, I can see that with some want- of your score lines. <laughs> <laughs> But I will agree. This game, just just like the last one, it's set up to be a snoozer. I think there's almost no way that uh, this game is a goal fest with how these two sides set up. I mean, Simeone, like he does love the competition, but even when he had a lead against Juventus, he uh, he parked the bus. I mean, I just don't see. I mean, I don't, and it's a one. You know, if it was two goals, maybe they'd have to go for it. But it's not. It's only one. I think he's going to stick to his game plan and, and assume that it's going to work. Suarez is good. Yao Felix is, is a great young player. I just don't see. I, I don't see how they are going to kind of tear Chelsea apart if if Chelsea plays the way they've been playing lately. So for right now, what we have we have Juventus going through. Dortmund going through, PSG going through. We're a bit split on Liverpool, Leipzig, but you guys seem you guys think Liverpool's going through. You guys think Real's going through. Everyone knows Man City and Bayern are going through. That's always obvious. Those are probably the two giants right now that people would have mm-hmm. to. I mean, it's it's more or less Bayern or Man City's to lose. I would yeah. I mean, I would honestly say if Bayern don't repeat, I'd be surprised because while Man City is a very good team this year. It's still Man City. It's still the Champions League. I mean, yeah. like, have they even been tested so far this year? And I know they've lost some yeah. off games in the league, but like, it is still Bayern Munich. They they're kind of looking like a team that could dominate for a couple of years now. For sure, and, and the, the way they the do the next Real Madrid. Well, yeah, the way they do business, the way they do business as well is really good. They have a lot of younger players who are like twenty four, who are really. I mean, they've Super Cano coming into the team, and he's not even in the as team well. yet. You know, and I mean, even there's even rumors. I know a couple of people have shot them down, but it still would not surprise me if Kinsley Coleman goes to Man U and they bring in Pulisic. That's a brilliant winger to bring in, especially with how good he was at Dortmund against Bayern. I mean, that could be a great move for him. It could be a great. It's gonna, it would be a great move for Bayern if he could keep himself healthy. And I feel like Bayern just has the facilities to do that. They just seem to be a revolving door of getting good players in at the right time. Unlike Barcelona, Real Madrid, they, and a they lot do, of these other teams. They do very, very good business. So, that's, uh, I mean, they signed Upamecano for the summer window in, like, January. Yeah. They're definitely ahead of the game. Which is un- unreal business. They're definitely ahead of the game, unlike some of the other teams, like Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yeah. So, I guess with that, we'll conclude Champions League, but there is definitely some interesting things going on in the league. Um and we we alluded to it earlier with Thomas Tuchel coming into Chelsea, but let's just quickly reflect on how he's done. Because while he's been good, and I think he's, I think he is ultimately a good choice for Chelsea. He definitely still has to work some kinks out. Of course, he is back in the top four, which is always impressive. But Everton have a chance to pass them with a game in hand, as do West Ham. Um, 
and Spurs will obviously be pretty close as well if they keep some of their good form up um, as of recent. What do you make yeah. of Chelsea, though, yeah. since Tuchel's come in? Um, I, I think they've been good, but not great. I think he's gotten some players to click. I mean, I think Chino kind of understands, and he said it recently. He said, I mean, if I had scored some more goals, the former manager still might be here. So I think he kind of understands that. I think he probably will get some of the best out of Timo. Like you alluded to earlier, I think Pulisic may have a, a hard time with that system. But, I mean, that that remains to be seen. I think it's very surprising that Giroud is still being leaned upon as, like, the number one guy. I mean, it's kind of ironic they spend all this money and they're being linked, rumored to spend even more money with Holland. How real that is or not, it remains to be seen. I mean, Amy Abraham, a very good striker, can't get any time. Um, Timo Werner, you spend six million on him. He, like, obviously in bad form, but he he's not playing. And and the, the guy you stick to is this old <laughs> old vet who's been in Premier League, who just which is funny. I'm I'm glad to see Conte smiling again because he's just a joy to watch on on his day but also just a hell of a human being yep. and just kind of generally a nice personality of course so it's good to see him getting some playing time because i mean seriously on his day he's I, I think the best holding midfielder in the game for sure um i mean they are they've, yeah, they've I mean, been good but well. their attack has definitely been a little bit stagnant yeah and i think I think it's probably partly Tuchel, but I think it's also partly the fact that like Ziyech is out of form. Pulisic has been in and out with injuries, and it, it seems like he's struggling lately. Uh, I mean, Giroud is your attacker, so you've kind of got a slower build-up in general. I mean, Timo's out of form. It just, like, who of their attackers is in form? Yeah, besides Mason Mount, who's I mean, been Mount unbelievable. Surprisingly, I never really rated yeah. Mason Mount until this season. I think he's been unbelievable this season. He's been very good, yeah. What I will say, though, on the Pulisic issue is I would like to see him at a Bayern Munich just because I think he'll get beat up a little bit less in the Bundesliga, or at least it's a beating he's more used to than the Premier League. In the Premier League, people just literally target him. Like, they just go after him every single time he gets the ball. And, I mean, again, it's really not his fault. He is just so goddamn quick every single time. Yeah, I mean, it's also just the Premier League. Yeah, but... you know. It's definitely impacted him. But what I will say is, I know a lot of people are saying that he's injury-prone now. And what I will say is, while it seems like he's injury-prone, his first two seasons at Dortmund, his first three, actually, he wasn't playing that much in his first season because obviously he was only 17, but he still played like 15 games. His first two seasons at age 18 and 19, he pretty much was never injured. He played 34 and 35. He played 33 and 34 games. That's every single game in the Bundesliga almost. He wasn't really injured that much his first two seasons. The big then he had one he had to let he's done he started to get more and more injured in his other season. I feel like there's just something going on. I mean, I know muscle imbalance was a possible thing that they were talking about before with him. Um which wouldn't surprise me just because of how explosive he is. I hope he gets it sorted out. Because I mean, again, bringing it back to what we said about Frank Lampard maybe not being as good of a manager as people thought he was. Obviously, people praised him for getting Chelsea top four. Let's be completely honest. It was Pulisic who got Chelsea top four last season, and that's not an understatement. Yeah. He he was that Chelsea attack. Um, well, yes, but I think also like it's a bit unfair to say Frank had nothing to do with it because at the same time they had a trans- oh, of they had a year long transfer ban, and what Frank did with those players was very impressive. Oh, so. he he was he did very well, and again. I don't think it would have been a bad season from Lampard if they hadn't gotten top four. No. I think if they had gotten top six with Frank Lampard with that young group of players, it still would have been a good achievement yeah. and a good start for him. But I will say top four was Pulisic. I mean, their good yeah. season was Lampard, yeah, but top him, four yeah, was Pulisic. Him, yeah, he put him over the edge for sure. And that was and that was great to see. And, of course, I'm always happy to see him do well. Um, but I also do think, looking at the system, I think if Pulisic it can somehow – find a way to get into one of those midfield spots. He's not a striker. I honestly think that, you know, a triangle of Mason Mount, Pulisic, and Abraham is a triangle for the future at Chelsea that is world-class. Interesting. Um, but Yeah, I mean, it seems like Abraham's getting so... But Timo, but look... And again, I've honestly kind of... 
I think it's a mistake. I think people are literally, a lot of Chelsea fans are saying if Pulisic goes in the summer, it's going to be another Mo Salah situation. He's going to come back and haunt them. And I kind of agree. Yeah, I can totally but I mean, see that happening. You, you can only, yeah, but you, how many times are you going to sell, like you sold Lukaku, like how, or you sold the Bruyne, like how many times are you going to sell your talent and then be like, oh, look, they're good somewhere else. I mean, if you're selling good talent, naturally it's going to come back and haunt you. Well, that's sort of like the issue with Chelsea, right? They bought so many players, and Pulisic was, if I'm being honest, Pulisic was always in a better position than all of them when he when he was playing. Obviously, this 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 switch to in formation has really made Chelsea's squad over bloated because now they they well, have it's been over bloated, so, but yeah. Well, yeah, but like this because I now you have what you because what you. Well, because what you could argue is that, you know, they had a problem with defense. You know, they had too few defenders, you know, not a lot of good coverage at center back. You know, not a lot of good coverage at their wing backs. You know, mm-hmm. Azpilicueta is good, but he's not the player he used to be. Alonzo and Emerson weren't playing very well. So it was basically just Chilwell and Reese James. And at center back, it was pretty much just Thiago Silva and Zuma, right? So what does Thomas Tuchel do when he comes in? He takes an underdeveloped back line and he makes it a back five. So yeah, which is smart. You now have, which is smart, but at the same time, what it does is it leaves you with less attackers. Same thing at center mm-hmm. mid. Center mid, the actual center mid position, it really is just Conte, Jorginho, and Kovacic. Fine. Yeah. But there, the amount of attacking players, attacking midfielders, wingers, and strikers that Chelsea have is insane. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Ziyech, Mount, Werner, Pulisic, um, Giroud, hudson Adoy, Havertz. I'm definitely missing a couple more, actually. There's so yeah, many Abraham. of them. Yeah, I mean, there are. Abraham. Abraham wasn't even in the squad today. J- All right, um, so now just overall league, is it – I mean, it's obviously done, right? City's got this pretty much wrapped up. For sure. We have predictions from the top four now that Liverpool has dropped all the way to seventh. Um, I do. Um, and I, I care to share. <laughs> Man City obviously win the league. I, it, it's tough for me to really give a good prediction of it because so many different things are happening. It wouldn't actually surprise me though if Man U don't drop out of the top four but drop out of second, and I think they might go yeah. below Chelsea. I could see Chelsea going second. If I'm being honest, I could see Chelsea going second. See, I think or you're. I, could... I, I think you're giving too much credence to this early, early form of Tuchel's because he's what eight games, nine games in. It's not that I'm giving. Yeah, I'm like, not giving. Like Rex said, it, with when it comes to hockey, this happens a lot, and it's usually ten games it's l- before it starts to kind of fizzle. It's out. less about Tuchel and more about I think, man, you are not doing very well right now. No, I, think I agree. Their crazy and hot I, streak I, is over, I, and I, I think they're going to drop out a second. But I, I also, think, but like I you look at the rest of it, will drop too. I just don't think it's going to be. I would be. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to. I'm going to be. I would be surprised if Chelsea finished in the top four. I think they're finishing top four. I think the top four is also going to stay the same, if not for a bit of rotation. I think the only outlier here is Everton, because well, I think Everton have been really good. But would, I would argue West, that I think West Ham at, will cool off. Yeah, I, th- I mean West Ham will. I think wouldn't surprise me if they finish in the top six. If you yeah. look at it though, t- what what is stopping Tottenham? Oh, I don't think any Tottenham does have a game at hand. Oh, I don't and, think anything is stopping Tottenham either. But if I'm being honest, when I look at everyone else in the top four, I don't see. I know Leicester collapsed last season. I don't see that happening to them this season. They've got an. They've got they're an injury problem. Yeah, but they're also another season wiser, and their injuries are coming back. Soyuncu being back is massive for. Yeah, Leicester. but they just lost Harvey Barnes, who was one of their better players on the season. Of course, but. They still have Tielemans. They still have Jamie Vardy. They have a lot Tielemans of really good players too. to rely on. Tielemans Tielemans should, and, and Zach, here's is hurt now? Leicester, so. Leicester's final three games is Man U, Chelsea, and Tottenham. Right. But, the last three games of the season right there. But if I'm being honest, I don't see them. Wait, their last games are which ones? Man U. Man U. Uh, shoot, I just Chelsea clicked out of it. Hold on. Chelsea, yeah, and Tottenham. I see. Well, all of them are going to be tight, but if I'm being honest, based on 
current form, um, I could see Leicester beating Man U. Unless they yeah, play but current at, form isn't going to be no, it's not a month and a half or two months from now. But that's the problem. Is like it's hard for me to really. It, it's it's extremely tight in the top eight. Honestly, I, w- I would say this. Um, I mean, Aston Villa even they have two games in hand. They've still. got an yeah, they've got an outside shot, but they just lost a really bad game to Sheffield, I believe. Yeah, they did, and they're not going to finish top four, but they are going to be. They are going to be disrupting everyone else vying for top four because they can beat yeah. any of the teams above them. Um, you know, I think the the big thing for me is t- I think Tottenham could squeak in there just because of Gareth Bale looks on fire again. Gareth uh, Bale looks possessed. Some, <laughs> he some looks possessed. somehow Jose Mourinho was like, "I'm going to sell you. Your life is over to Deli Alley," and he got the best. He's getting the best form out of Deli again. I mean, granted, this is always their problem. If, can they stay healthy? If they can keep that front four, front five healthy, and then have Mora too from the bench, I, they are a force. I mean, I and they definitely have an an easier schedule than some yeah, down the stretch. Yeah, because they played they they've played City twice and Liverpool twice, I believe. Um, I think I just don't see how. Like Chelsea isn't going to win forever, and when they start losing, that's kind of when the Chelsea pressure piles on, and they're old. See, my thing is, I I also agree. I don't think they're going to win, but I also think that they're they're a team that isn't really going to lose a lot. I think they'll draw a good amount, which I think is going to be yeah. But if you're drawing against like Leeds, for example, I don't think yeah. they'll draw against Leeds. I think I think a team like Leeds wouldn't get a shot on target against Chelsea, if I'm being honest. But I feel like when they're oh, playing, I feel like when they're that is a bold. I feel like take. when they're playing a game like Leicester, I feel like it's a lot tougher for Chelsea. But I just think I, the way I know you're riding Chelsea, high on that Liverpool win, but the way Chelsea no, operates is weird. is when they the new manager comes in. Papers over all the cracks. They go on a winning streak, then all of a sudden something changes. They lose their momentum, and all of a sudden you see the same flaws. They try to address it in the transfer market. They change up their formation, whatever, whatever. Then different flaws appear. But I, I think you're going to see the same things where Chelsea is probably going to start sometime soon. Start letting up goals like they were. Uh, I don't. I just don't see. And, you know, it's the same way with, hey, Tottenham may get cold again. Hey, I mean, Man U's not going to lose forever, so I'm not too concerned with that either. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact well, that... Well, Man U's not losing. Man U's just drawing. It's Man drawing, U's yeah. Drawing. But the thing Man with, U's drawn four of their last five and then one the they, other one, which is fine, but, like, my God. The problem is Cavani was out for two of those games, three of those games. There's no... You, Scott McTominay's been hurt. He's been in and out of the squad. Rashford also, has again, a, all Rashford, being stupid, not playing Eric Bailly at all. Ridiculous. Yeah, but it depends. Like, he is one of those defenders where he'll have a good game and then he'll get a red card. So, I mean, like, I yeah, like... Yeah, but, like, this season, if we look that at... sounds like a good game to me. If you look... Know about the red card. If you look at this season, though, they play so much better with Eric Bailly in that team. Yeah, that's so true. Much that's better. true. But, like, last season, it wasn't the case. No. So, well, because he know, was I mean, a lot. Well, no, even when he played. Um, he did have they, that one red card, I believe. Rashford has he needs surgery after the Euros on a really bad shoulder, and apparently um, Harry was saying he doesn't even understand how Rashford is playing because the shoulder is so bad. So I mean, Bruno looks tired. He's played like every single game for a year and a half now. Yeah. Like I mean, how much do you? I mean, he's literally like the second highest goals and assists besides behind Lewandowski. I think that's ridiculous. Yes. Right, but do you see any of that changing? Because no, Bruno, I, do you think no, Bruno's I mean, actually going to get a rest? And because if he doesn't, no, I don't. Man, I don't. Not Bruno, gonna... Bruno probably isn't going to get a rest, but I think Pogba is going to come back, which will help. I think Cavani being solidly in the team again will help. Um, I think Dean Henderson playing instead of De Gea for the next six games is going to help because De Gea's got like some his wife or his girlfriend is giving birth, and apparently there's like an emergency with it, so he's definitely not going to be back for the next couple of games. Well, I guess my thing is, when you look at the top four, obviously Man City is winning the league. They're running away with it. There's no way that they're that they're gonna lose. Yeah. What do you What do you see the top four being? Because I think Tottenham has a shot. I think West Ham is gonna cool off, but they're gonna definitely be disrupting people in there. I think Aston Villa is gonna be disrupting people. I think 
Leicester and Everton. Leicester is definitely a bit harder to say if they'll definitely finish top four, but I think they are a season wiser. I also really think Brendan Rodgers is a very good manager. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make it top four this time. Um, but it's just really hard for me to see yeah, it's a, it's difficult Chelsea to dropping out. It's really hard well, to see Chelsea dropping out of top four. Right my, my one thing was that I don't know if West Ham's going to cool off because I mean they've been like mediocre the last couple of games um, and I st- and they're still right there so I think they're no, probably going to be gonna... fair West Ham have been mediocre to and be still fair. winning yeah uh, I think they're they probably going to like, they're going to stay just about where they are and they have a game at hand as well in the, in the yeah. proximity they just probably won't like they're, they're not going to have enough to get into the top four but I think they'll probably be right there I think Everton is a sleeper because Carlo is a good coach. Charleston's playing really yeah. well. Everton's someone who I think I feel like if everything, if anything were to happen, if Everton wins their game in hand and passes Chelsea, I could see a situation where Chelsea are in fifth. Because I don't because Everton. But let's may also be, let's let's keep in mind Liverpool is only four points back. Yeah, but I just don't. I just don't. It, yeah, you see, that, I think yeah, it's a different issue agree. with Liverpool. I think it's a different it, issue with Liverpool. I think you look at Man U, and like I feel like you look at all of the different teams, and I think that's probably why it's harder to see Chelsea dropping out out of all of them because obviously Tuchel being new, and just the way Chelsea play right now, Chelsea. I'm telling you, Zuck, it's the the ten game stint here. I also of riding the, the heat of the firing. No, I th- it's going to fizzle out. Soon. I think that's probably true, but I also think the way Chelsea play. They're annoying to play against. Like Man U, you know, you can you can go to play Man U. You can play with Man U. Leicester, you can play with Leicester. Everton, I mean, Everton are really good, but you can you can play Everton. Liverpool used to be unplayable, but that mentality is gone. It's just gone. They're not going to be finishing top four, if anything, not because of the quality, but because their mentality is just they they're shaken. There's just something wrong with them that they don't want well, to seem to play. Yeah, I mean, and I think Spurs. Hey, I'm just saying you're. you're I'm just gonna players. say. Yeah, and I'm saying Spurs are obviously an outside shout, and I think Spurs potentially could be someone who breaks into the top four again. But I think with everyone else, you can point to their issues and see why they're losing. Whereas a team like Chelsea right now, I feel like even if Chelsea play bad, they will they will draw and not lose. And I could see them lose top four, but I don't think they're gonna. I think it's a lot harder for me to say if Chelsea are going to drop out now or not. But I think Everton would probably be able to move Chelsea out of there because I think. Everton's well, keep great. in mind this is the same Chelsea team that Lampard had. It is. So there's definitely issues within the squad. Oh, 100%. It's just a matter of time, and when those issues start to come up again, which they and, probably and will pretty soon. Let's put it like Ironically, it. I brought up the I brought up Leeds as the. As an example, but it turns out I'm pretty sure that's the tenth game since they fired uh, Lampard. So I'm kind of interested to see if Leeds also, does cause Leeds some trouble. For is, them. is Leeds their next game? I believe, right? Leeds is Leeds next. Is, Two, I think. It's West Ham. Well, okay, Leeds plays West Ham on Monday. No, Chelsea and they play Chelsea Everton. on March 15th. Chelsea plays Everton on Monday. Yep, and then Saturday, March 15th, oh. is Chelsea Leeds. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's the tenth game, but that's usually around the time where that firing starts to wear off. In I mean, most sports, so. people shouldn't sleep on Leeds. Marco Bielsa is probably the, the best tactical tactical manager in the world by like a mile. He's unreal. he is very good. He's a lot of fun to watch as well. His his he philosophy is, is brilliant. And he, he's he's one of those people, and he said it before. He's like, I'm not gonna like defend just because losing like i'm still gonna send it and it's fun to watch i mean he he has high score lines i think they could be a sleeper it's if he stays because i mean he's old and i don't think he really wants a, t- a pet project for a long time if he stays for a while like in two years time they could be challenging yeah and i mean obviously we could talk about the other leagues right now but premier league just seems to be the one with the top 10 that's just super tight right now yeah and I've read- well we can we do have a huge game in Bundesliga. Bayern and Dortmund are playing. Which you can, uh, Saturday. which you can't really see Bayern losing it. But if Dortmund somehow upset Bayern, that puts Leipzig in prime position to like, you know, take back control of the league. But 
again. I'd say 3-1 Bayern probably. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna to say 3-1 <laughs> Bayern as well. Um, Tough to bet against Bayern. It's really hard to bet against Bayern right now. But again, even in, and I think it's home too. But even, even Bundesliga in, right now, there's nothing really that tight. Yeah, you can only play uh, Dortmund two, t- two times. So once you once you play Dortmund the second time, Bayern's not going to – like Bayern will probably run the table. Where – would you think Leipzig is going to run the table? Probably not. No, they're not. They're going to lose one no. or two more games. You know, it won't be a crazy margin that Bayern win by, but it'll be comfortable. It'll be like eight. It'll be like eight points. Yeah. Points. But there's definitely Boys. a loss in Leipzig. It's hard to say that there's a loss in Bayern right now. Let's do League uh, League One because it's a surprising little title race there. They yeah, that, just because it's off. interesting. Yeah, I haven't been following that. Well, does anyone PSG's really follow the French league? Yeah, PSG's not in first. That's the thing. PSG, Ooh, not really. Not only is PSG not in first, they have Leon hot on their trail. Yeah, so, it's tight. I mean, it is tight. All the 28, 59, 60, 62. You have Lille. Ooh, interesting. Lille, which is really impressive that they are first. Obviously, barely, but they're a team that everyone's been waiting to cool off. And they are not cooling off. They are they are going. Are they in the Europa you know? League. All right. So Leo plays PSG actually uh, April fourth. Yes, they oh, do. Man. But as well. Yes. And then they play Lyon the twenty fifth as well. And of course, Lyon is also so. another team that you know. I mean, they knocked out Juve last year in the Champions League, obviously. But they're mm. they're really good. Sorry, Joe. It's just it's just how <laughs> it is. Um, but they're they're great. They've been really really fun to watch. Um, just one point behind PSG. Monaco, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Monaco really have a chance of, you know, challenging Lyon or PSG or Lille for top spot. But I mean, again, they're fifty; they're only four points off of of uh, Lyon, so you know anything's possible. But after that, I mean, it's ten points between fourth and fifth. Eleven points between yeah, fourth I mean, and fifth. It really is just the top. It really is just the top three with an outside shot from Monaco, but it's definitely the tightest title race right now. Even tighter than currently Syria, and Syria was really heating up for a while. Yeah, I think Syria is almost almost done. To be brutally honest, I think if uh, AC or if Inter don't start losing soon, yeah, they're gonna just start running away with it. Yeah, just I mean, surprising, but. Props to Conte. Conte has always historically been really good as a coach in the league. Yeah. And then they always struggle in Champions League. That's how it always was with Juve yeah. when he was coach. I mean, Lukaku, and they do have a, Lukaku's they have a heck of a schedule too. They have to play on the road at Napoli and then they have a little stretch uh, against Roma and then they play Juve as well. So I guess that's, that's, a right there. I guess that's sort of the thing as well. I mean, I would love to see a, a team like AC Milan win the league, but I think it's Inter's to lose. I would agree. I mean, you kind of got to get Belgium edge. Lukaku and De Bruyne because he hasn't really played lately. And so if he like kind of milks this uh, title run into the Euros, Lukaku in current form and De Bruyne are just kind of playing some tune-up games that don't really mean anything because they've already won the league. Like you've got to like Belgium's chances. That's a good point, actually. I was I wasn't even thinking of things in the context of the Euros. That often means I mean, something we talk about next next episode because the Euros. I completely yeah. forgot the Euros were coming up. Because Lukaku's but, really good. Well, Lukaku's been unreal. I mean. This is their like golden generation, though, isn't that what they've been calling it for like the last well, eight Belgium, years? This, so is, this is the end. They need to start performing. It's a, it's yeah, last. it really is. They're starting to get old well, now. Yeah, but, well, spe- I mean, it's not even that they're getting old. It's just Hazard, their best player, is getting old. And well, to, to be fair, um, <laughs> to be fair, that, that's another that's a conversation for another time because I gotta hop off here soon. But uh, their golden generation. I mean, they came in third in, in the World Cup last year. That was their best finish. So, I mean, yeah, I you know you kind of want them to bring a trophy home, but at the same time, like, that's a that's a good finish for, for for a country that had never done that before, you know. Of course, um, 
and is definitely good from Belgium. But and with their talent level, I yeah, think I, they can they, get a trophy. They could go for so. it. I agree. I mean, Luke, there is definitely the undeniable fact, though, is that Romelu Lukaku has been unbelievable this season. He's yeah. been a, he's been on another level. He's always been really good, but he is he he's definitely staking a claim to be probably top he's, three yeah, best strikers yeah, currently in the world three, right yeah. now. I'm putting him up there with. I mean, you have to. I mean, yeah, not including Ronaldo, obviously, just because he's more of yeah, a leader style. He definitely cuts aside. Yeah, he's still more of a left forward, so. But I think in terms of strikers, I actually think I might put Lukaku over Kane right now at the moment, anyway. Well, just on base, but and it's hard for me, and it's hard for me to say. But I mean, Lukaku scoring eighteen goals and having eight assists in the Serie A, as good as Harry Kane's. I don't know, are, man. I don't know. Kane. Harry Kane's numbers are so like he is. He is picking passes like he should not be as a striker. Some of the balls oh, he plays, he is. Yeah, I mean it's. Ridiculous. That's the other thing too of Harry Kane. You could totally see Harry Kane in the latter stages of his career when his speed kind of goes. He could totally be an effective center attacking midfielder. Oh and yeah, extend his career that way with his vision, which would be incredible for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's. Almost I mean, inevitable. again, fourteen goals and fourteen goals, eleven assists. Those are attacking midfielder numbers. Yeah, I mean, that, those are like Bruno you know? Fernandez numbers, and it's Harry Kane, yeah. which is ridiculous. It, it's kind of incredible. And obviously, human son as his oh, partner, God, yeah. unreal. I mean, honestly, I think Son's one of my favorite yeah. players. You you just can't hate Son, to be honest. No, that's the he's thing. Like, like even though Spurs are, even though Spurs are a meme, it's really hard to hate their squad. They have so many yeah, good they, players, they've got a, like yeah. just good players. That's why I, I think they can get Bale and they get a center back. I think people need to watch out. Yeah, because I mean, that... I think I think Bale's firing. I think Bale, and I, again, I don't, I'm not going to say Bale's going to like beat a top scorer or beat a top assister or go crazy or whatever. But I think you're going to see Gareth Bale kind of go on a tear for a bit. If I'm being honest, I think he'll pull off. Get, but I think you're going to see have, Bale do good. If they have Bale in like a third, or two thirds of this form next year, where he gets like seven goals and seven assists, which is like mediocre numbers, like good for him as of late in, in these last couple of seasons, and they get a good center back, and Kane's healthy for the majority of the season. I mean, they're legitimate challengers. I, that's why I think with Kane getting, or with Kane kind of working his way back into full fitness and Bale hot right now, it's difficult to see how uh, how they don't put up a, a serious challenge for the top four. Well, that's the other thing, too. I can imagine Gareth Bale in a full season back at Spurs, healthy, away from Madrid, happy, getting like 10 or 15 goals and 10 assists in a season and getting double digits in both, if yeah. I'm being honest. Easy. His long passing and vision is incredible as well. I mean, he mm-hmm. had an insane assist mm-hmm. in the last game as well. So, I mean, I think he's incredible. Harry Kane's incredible. Son's incredible. The only thing I'm wondering is if Jose Mourinho is still going to be coach or if they are going to somehow try and get Nagelsmann, which is hilarious. No, Have I don't seen see that. Rumor? I don't see that ha- no, I don't see that happening. They're going to give That rumor I, is absurd. I don't think Nagelsmann's going anywhere this summer. Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann said he thought the Spurs project was interesting. Yeah, but I mean, he's just Fanning the flames there. I think I think he doesn't go anywhere until either the Chelsea or the Spurs job opens up, and they're not. He, Adam isn't moving on from Jose until he like. I think if they don't win a trophy this year, and then they don't win, they don't win a trophy next year. Then then potentially he could be fired. I think if Mourinho gets them back in the top four, his job is fine. Yeah, even if like he he is a shot at winning Europa. I don't think. Um, yeah, I think he, if he gets like, top four or wins Europa and they're at least back in Champions League, I think he'll be fine. So you're telling me you think he's going to be fired if he doesn't do either of those? Because like a year and a half in, I, I don't think if, he's going to be fired. If well, I think it comes into the season. I think if the I think if he is in the top four or he wins the Europa League, he's definitely fine. I think it's a little bit dicey if he doesn't neither of them. And Nagelsmann, for some reason, says, I'll come to Spurs, which is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my entire life, if I'm being honest. 
Why would well, Nagelsmann go to Spurs? Wouldn't you? Well, why would Nagelsmann? I mean, I would love to. I mean, look at the Spurs. Squad. Seems like a good Spurs seems to be a good job to have, but it's, I I just see Nagelsmann is just so much world. better. Stadium in the That's world. True. Look at the they squad. Have a, they have an incredible stadium squad. right now. You're telling me you wouldn't manage Harry Kane, Son, um, Gareth Bale, and Deli Alley with with money to buy a center back? No way, man. That's the yeah, squad is unreal. Yeah, but to be fair, thinking about all the other teams that Nagelsmann could go to just because of how high quality he is, I could totally see him picking another job. But What job, though? Like, what job is open? The only one that I think could be realistically open is Barcelona. Well, I would, I would stay at Leipzig in the current thing right now. Um, over going to Spurs? Yeah, I'd probably stay no. at Spurs. You, or, I no. mean, I'd stay at Leipzig right now. You're getting Leipzig has a money. great squad. You're getting more money at Spurs. Spurs have better players, and they're in a better facility. And, and I mean, you're in the Premier League. I don't. I don't think that's a question. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, like I mean, PSG, that job's not open. Uh, there isn't a Prem job open besides potentially Spurs, and then probably potentially um, the Chelsea job in the next season and a half. Um, because let's be honest, they flip coaches two and a half, three, three years, like on the dot every time. You also uh, don't really see Man U getting rid of Ole. Yeah, I mean, potentially. But Ole's at the wheel. Ole's at the wheel. But that would be in the next, probably in the next year, like at the end of yeah. next year. And by that time, I think potentially Spurs is open, potentially Chelsea is open. So who knows? To be fair, when you look at the caliber of manager that Spurs have had between, you know, Pochettino... Um, obviously Mourinho now it's definitely interesting to think about them being you know to look at the you know the possibility of Nagelsmann going there he does kind of fit that squad no he definitely Nagelsmann is literally a German Pochettino because uh, Pochettino was the Southampton coach and he was doing a very good job with with a good very good young players but at the same time, it's still Southampton, and they were still young players. So, I mean, maybe Nagelsmann is doing better with a Leipzig team, but also, like, I think those players are a bit more mature. I mean, I think Nagelsmann fits the profile exactly of what Levy saw in Pochettino. I just don't think think Pochettino, especially, I don't know if you've watched the Amazon Prime doc. Um, I mean, Levy really knew what he was getting with Mourinho, he said, we want to win trophies. He is a serial winner. And you can't argue it. He is a serial winner. Uh, he is. I, I think he will win a trophy for, for Tottenham. And I think they're not going to – they're not Chelsea or in the sense that they're not going to ch- start chopping changing all the time. Because I think they realize yeah. what that does. And I think you give Mourinho three seasons and he doesn't win a trophy, I'm going to ask you, like, what the hell happened? Because it's almost inevitable. That's true. So I think with that, we'll call it for today before we keep going because there's a yeah, lot to talk we could, about. Yeah, because we could go forever. It was fun, boys. Yeah, we really could. And I'm sure the games will give us plenty to talk about next week as well. Oh, for sure. Especially with our predictions. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I don't know if I want to revisit those, but we'll see what happens. We will see. And we will be here next week. Yes. Unless some other un... Unexpected consequences show up, I suppose. But we will be back. But um, thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, Just follow us on Instagram. Watching. Listening, whatever. (laughs) You do this every time. I don't care. Listening, watching, watching with your ears. Thank you for viewing our podcast. Um, Just give us a follow on Instagram. We'll be back next week. Uh, See you later, guys.